0: This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. I did a program uh, not long ago about family devotions and kind of what we do as a family and and received the question, well, what do I do personally in terms of, of personal devotions? And I have to tell you, I'm kind of reluctant to talk about that. And the reason for it is because I fear that sometimes it can it can be prescriptive when we talk about what it is that we do in terms of our own prayer and, and Bible reading, it can sound as though you're saying, do it like I do it. Uh, and so sometimes there are people who feel guilty because they don't do prayer and Bible reading early in the morning because they've heard pastors or others talk about, about doing that early in the morning or because they don't uh, memorize Scripture in certain ways or, or those. So let's just open this up by saying what I'm talking about here kind of works for me, but it may not work for you at all, and so just take, if there's anything that you can benefit from here, then take it. If there's not, don't. Bible doesn't give us a prescriptive way to structure our prayer and, and Bible reading time. It just tells us to do those things, to, to be disciplined toward hearing from God and, and speaking to God, and so here are the ways that have worked for me. I find that memorizing scripture is not something that I can do in a um, in a rigorous kind of program. I, I've had friends who can do that. I mean, I, I've got one friend in particular who can memorize one verse at a time. Uh, entire books of the Bible, and he does it on note cards and when you're referencing Philippians three, you can kind of almost see in his eyes the the turning of those cards that he has that memorized that's not how it works for me. This is someone who has engineering training. I'm much more of a of a literary uh, sort of person and I, I'm the guy who really struggled with math <laughs> in uh, middle school and high school and college and so I don't have a I don't have that sort of mathematical precise kind of, of mind so I have to trick myself into memorizing scripture by reading scripture repeatedly over long periods of time I've got far more scripture memorized than what I know I have memorized. And so I won't even know sometimes uh, what I have memorized until I start reciting and and quoting off uh, passages of scripture. And so find how it is that you hide God's word uh, in your heart. If If you really do it best by writing it out on a card and and my wife tends to do that. She'll, she'll write uh, out uh, Scripture passages on index cards and, and have them in her car uh, while she's driving around or, or have it there in the, in the kitchen if she's going to be in the kitchen a lot or wherever it is she's going to be. That's how it works for her. Find out what works best for you with that. I find that I tend to do best when I vary how I do Scripture reading. And so what I try to do is to choose a, a book of the Bible and start by reading the entire book in one sitting, sometimes repeatedly over a couple of days. And, and the reason that I do that is because most of, especially in the New Testament, most of the New Testament books are, are not, they weren't handed out as Books they were read as letters or as gospels, uh, usually within the context of of local congregations, and so you've got one long coherent argument uh, that, that is present there, and so you get a big picture view of that book if you sit down and read Hebrews right through one one through thirteen, you read the whole the whole book over a pattern of a couple of days then you can you can sort of see the flow of the argument and then only after that to come in and read in in smaller portions and to do it that way and then what i typically do is to try to use that scripture reference as a prompting for prayer and so as i'm for instance if i'm reading hebrews 2 then I'm going to, to start asking questions like in that passage in Hebrews 2 where it talks about being freed from slavery to the devil who's held humanity captive through fear of death. What, what I want to say is, how am I operating out of fear of death? And how do I... Um, how do I uh, God, would you show me uh, where in my life I'm still captive to fear? And would you show me how it is that I've been liberated and then then spend some time in gratitude for those things in my life? And so praying through uh, the text of Scripture helps me to do that. Because one of the things that, and I don't know if this is the case for you, but one of the things that, that tends to happen to me is that I can find myself going into autopilot praying sometimes where I get into a rut of, of praying and my mind tends to wander and anchoring my praying to the, the text that I'm reading at the moment helps to center me. The other thing is, for me, my prayer time particularly just works best when I'm walking. It's always been the case since I was uh, became a Christian at age 12 or so. Walking and particularly walking at night, just tends to be. It tends to free my mind to pray, and so I will try to take a walk and to take that time to pray. and And I will not necessarily pray the entire time. I will pray uh, for a little while, and then I might be quiet for a little while, and then pray a, a little bit more, and try to think through things that I'm grateful for that I want to express gratitude for in terms of prayer, and then things that I'm worried about that I want to petition that I want to put forward in terms of prayer, and then people who come to mind that I need to be praying for at the moment and keeping that before me as I'm walking and as I'm praying. And that that's helpful to me, to walk and pray. And sometimes if I'm on a long Car ride, it's helpful to me to pray as I'm driving and to spend some time thinking about what I want to pray about and then to ask for for prayer for those things. And it's also helpful for me, I keep a little notebook with me, and it's, it's helpful to write things down that I want to pray about later on. Maybe I hear about something that's going on with you, and and uh, I want to remember to pray about that. I have a friend right now who underwent brain surgery uh, yesterday, and I, I want to keep remembering to pray for him, and, and specifically to pray for his wife, and to pray for his uh, son off in college who's uh, no doubt really anxious about. I want to pray for all of them and so writing that down can be helpful for me to to come back to later on. But one of you, you know one of the most important things I think is to not uh, set yourself up for a kind of perfectionism when it comes to your personal devotional time. Cuz if you set yourself up for that sort of perfectionism where you think if I don't follow this rigorous plan If I don't read so many chapters of Scripture every day, or if I don't pray according to this particular plan, this particular time, then you're going to become discouraged, and you're just going to stop. And so just build into your life a kind of habit of coming before God in prayer. And sometimes what I have had to do is to pray about the fact that I don't want to pray. That's helpful for me. Just to say, God, I do not want to pray right now, and I don't feel like you're here right now, and I don't even know what to say right now, and if you think about what the Scripture teaches us, uh, with what prayer actually is, the Spirit intercedes with our spirit when we don't know what to say, and sometimes prompts us with utterances that are too deep for words. Uh praying about the fact that you don't feel like praying is a really productive thing uh, to do in terms of communion with God. And then there are times when there are special places and times where you can find um, a quiet place that you might not ordinarily go to, but you go to specifically for the sake of prayer. So for me, there are a couple places like that. Um, My home church. Sometimes I will go, when I'm back in my hometown, I will try to find a way to go into my home church and pray. Now, there's nothing holy necessarily about that space as opposed to any other place. It's not it's not the Old Testament temple or tabernacle where where God is uniquely present, but it has a place in my life story to the point that when I kneel down there, I'm immediately reminded of all of the ways that God has met me in that place throughout my life, and it just prompts me to pray in unique ways. There is um, a, a place, Saint, or, or rather, Gethsemane Abbey, In right outside of Bardstown, Kentucky, not often, but I will occasionally go to pray. Now I'm not Catholic, so I don't see that Abbey as being some uniquely sacred sort of a place. But I would go there, you know, early on because I've read Thomas Burton's writings. He was a monk who lived there, and I wanted to go see Gethsemane Abbey. And as I went, it was. It's this very isolated uh, place, lots of um, lots of, of walking area outside in the hills where one's not going to encounter other people, and the church building there at the Abbey is very quiet. And so when I was uh, dean at Southern and things would be really, really hectic and I was going through some difficult times... Taking the time to drive out there, walk around, and then to be in that quiet place praying, God just used that in my life, and so now uh, occasionally when I'm going to be going through there, I'll take that that time to drive out uh, to that place and um, and to do that, and and it it just reminds me of other times when God has um, when God has responded, and it, it reminds you. Uh, because one of the the obstacles that we have to prayer sometimes is is feeling as though we're alone in the universe because I mean we, we're operating out of faith, we're not operating out of out of sight. and so being in a place where even the physical uh, structure around you or the physical environment around you can remind you of other times where you have called out to God and he has heard you can sometimes be helpful and so if there are some places that that you maybe even a place that you only go to once every few years but when you go you know that there's a a prompt to have this time of prayer I think that can be helpful oh well I'm curious to know I mean what what sort of things are you have you found in your own uh, devotional life that has that has worked for you well let me know shoot me an email sometime and uh, and let me know what uh, what works for you and uh, I'd be curious to know This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com slash equip.